<laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Y'all good? Y'all ready? Ready. Bet. Welcome back, everybody. Was it good though? Podcast. We are here, episode 17. Of course, it's October. So you already know what it is. We got your horror movie vibes again. Uh this week we're doing the black phone. Um, the black phone came out June. Actually, scratch that. Let me do that over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's edit. be organic. <laughs> We're gonna be organic. Right? Don't even edit this hey, out. Hey, Jason, let it rock. Let it rock. Yeah, let it rock. Let it rock. Karma works fast. Hmm. Is that karma? I don't think it's karma. It is. Oh, we're uh, karma switching up on me. All right, cool. Uh, once again, though, podcast episode 18. Of course, we're here to debate, discuss, review, disagree. Some of your favorite movies and TV shows, old and new. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. We got Jazz. Jazz, how you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Let it hear it. Jason, what's good? How you doing? I'm well, man. Ready, ready, ready for today. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, you already know what it is. We in October, so we gotta hit y'all with the horror movies. Um, this week we're gonna be doing the black phone. The black phone. This movie came out earlier this year. <clears throat> um, I believe it's in like June or something like that. Um, but we're gonna hit it, hit y'all with it for uh the Halloween movie review. Um, pretty good cast, Ethan Hawke, um, the kid actors, you know, did a good job. So we just going to touch on a little bit of that for y'all. Um, Jason, you want to take the lead on this episode this week, episode 17? I got you. I got you this week. We on black phone. If you haven't seen it, we will be spoiling this movie. A lot of different experiences going with into it, but I want to start, start first by talking about Scott Derrickson. Uh, he previously, he did Dr. Strange. Uh, he did the okay. Exorcism of Emily Rose, and he also did Sinister. And this movie here had a lot of Sinister vibes with it, and it also had two returning people. Uh, well, I, I can think of two, Ethan Hawke, and we had James. Yes. Oh, I thought you was going to say something. Yeah. I was, because I'm just like, Jason over here dropping who's in the movie when they could be somebody's Link of Thrones. And... Oh, I was, I was just saying, you know, when he worked with them before and he brought them right. back, so, you know, the chemistry of the actual people. So going into Black Phone, we kind of open up. We in the, we in the seventies, super Halloween vibes that's going on. We had a baseball game. We're going to a baseball game. We have our main character Lenny. Um, he no Finny. I'm sorry, Finny. Finny is the gentleman. Finny is at the. Uh, he's a, a pitcher. He's at the mound. He's trying to strike out uh, the guy Bruce. He gets him. He gets him two. He gets him down 0-2, but. Bruce overcomes, uh, knocks a, knocks it out the park, and he tells him, you know, you got a you got a super strong arm. Uh, going into the and then after we actually the game, we see Bruce is like super popular in the neighborhood. He's you know riding around, and we get this first introduction to this this black band, and it kind of fades out. How did y'all feel about the scene? Well, the opening scene, how it actually opens, but also the fade out of the actual the villain or the van as Bruce is riding his bike? I'll say it definitely gave me um, some Halloween horror movie in the 80s type of energy. I know that you mentioned it was uh, set in the 70s, but it's just with them doing that dark fade to where you don't see anything on film, it's just you're left to uh, interpret what exactly happened with Bruce. But then you see a kid and then you see a black or a white van Oh, you know that kid is out of here. Yeah. You, you know, like anybody's driving around one of them, it's like you got to be a little suspect um, of the behavior. But uh, and it's sad because we are introduced to Bruce, but then he's gone, 
And so mm-hmm. you just like, oh, I guess he wasn't a, a just whatever character, but he seemed like a nice kid, you know, mm-hmm. going against somebody at a baseball game. He wasn't talking shit. He wasn't doing none of that. He was like, you know, congratulations. Just yeah. being, having good sportsmanship. So he did. Yeah. That what, about, what about you, Chris? What, what was your vibe? So, so early on into the movie. Man, I ain't gonna lie, when they opened up at a baseball game, I almost fell asleep. <laughs> baseball is like really Damn, the, Chris, the worst they, sport. They weren't even playing that long. Yeah, baseball's trash. Man, um, Chris, Chris lying because he was just talking about going to go see Love and Baseball the other day. Go he ahead, did Chris. say that, didn't he? That's not even, is that even a movie? Chris, it you is. tell us. You're gonna go see it. It's the it's the white version of Love and Basketball. See, that's how you know you're lying because the white version is stuff. That's Jason's vibe. So nah, I ain't, I ain't gonna see that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but I like the opening, like you said, with the uh, it was very eerie. You knew something was coming, but I, you know, they opened up with uh, innocence, like you, you know, it's a baseball game. You know, kids, that's what they do. And um, of course, we see the abduction and everything that's going on. It's sort of like stripping the innocence away, like early on. So you know, off the bat, and then like you said, like Jazz said, um, anytime you see, you know. Any black man, white man, whatever, it ain't good news. So I like I like the tone said early on. Definitely not. And then we get introduced to we formally get introduced to uh Finn. He's at home with his family eating cereal. We see the dad seems very disturbed, not the best of dads uh, within this situation. But it, it, the story kind of opens up and it kind of goes into why he's acting the way he's acting in here. And then you have my favorite, we have Gwen. But how did y'all feel about Gwen and the uh, getting introduced to Gwen in this opening scene? You gonna take it first, Chris? No, I, I enjoyed it. I uh, it sort of stood out, and like early on, you know, I hadn't seen the movie yet, but just early on, I really liked what I was getting. I thought he was gonna get a really good performance again, as you know, I said earlier. Uh, a lot of these actors outside of Ethan Hawke, I'm not really too too familiar with, especially the kid actors. So usually, when you have kid actors in these type of films, they usually put on a really good performance. So I was I was excited for Gwen. Let's see where she's going. She didn't disappoint either. So we'll get no. into that a little bit later. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Gwen. She, Gwen is definitely uh, she getting all the props for this film. But yeah. uh, this opening scene, it was kind of it made it it actually kind of a bit reminded me of the movie It. Only mm-hmm. because of one of the um, main characters, the girl in the group, she had an abusive father. Mm-hmm. So the dad in this was definitely giving off those vibes because he's reading his uh, newspaper and Finn is, you know, slurping his tea or his milk or whatever he was his eating. Cereal. His cereal. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That would have irritated me. Imagine somebody <laughs> sitting across from you and they're slurping and you just like, damn, can, you, can it be any louder? But obviously how the dad reacted to that it's just you could easily say could you please stop doing that and then when Gwen came into the kitchen she accidentally slammed the door of the little toaster oven and then the dad just he looked like he wanted to snap yeah and then Finn reacted as well because Finn was just like he's on edge today like please don't do it daddy right exactly so (laughs) it's it's given one of those movies where you're like okay Finn definitely seems like the softer positive kid with an abusive father and it's just like oh shit what's gonna happen to these kids even though y'all know i don't fuck with kids but i was just like uh you know they i don't want nothing to happen to them because you know innocence and all that but exactly exactly uh well this is one of the first movies i will say when it comes to kids i wasn't annoyed at all right from yeah either of the leads you know finn was a great character to me he had a great character development throughout the actual story based on the stuff that goes on with him and Gwen 
she has a great developing, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like they both are leads. I wouldn't say she was a supporting actor to him because she had a, a, a breakout throughout the actual movie. And she was probably the standout person within this movie, aside from, you know, uh, the, the grabber. Uh, but the kids are leaving. So they leave. They're heading to school. You know, they see the the the, 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 um, the missing poster of Bruce. Bruce is missing. Um, Finn is kind of afraid to say the grabber because he I guess he's superstitious he feels like if he begins to to acknowledge this it'll actually happen mm-hmm. to him and as they're on the way to school they run into his his one of his only friends Robin Robin is putting hands on the bull on the school bully and this is what we've been you know we we, we always talk about how the bullies are super amplified yeah these yeah. actual movies in these actual time but we finally get that that little guy who got hands and he put hands on that boy head <laughs> Listen, without man without anything and you know like, go ahead Chris now nah, he hit him with that spinning kick I was like oh, <laughs> you gotta run home after that boy you see him winding up for that you gotta do it now this is what I want Eleven to do in the latest season of Stranger Things mm-hmm. I want her to roll up on Angela and just beat that bitch in the face but we saw what she did it's like damn L took an L <laughs> but Bars. yeah <laughs> thank you Chris Wow! I guess, I guess. Look Jen, how many episodes it took. You know, listen, look. Jen's got the album. Jen's got the album coming out next summer. She's been stepping it up lately. I see. I, I see it. She's 16, getting ready. Yeah, what we got? I said fifteen. We got sixteen episodes. It's seventeen. Chris is finally acknowledged. Jazz in her bars. That's what I'm saying. We got to get around. We got to get a round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. As the kid, you know, as the kids going to school, we kind of get more more development when it comes to Finn. Finn in class, he, like I said, kind of to himself, kind of shy, standoffish. You know, as soon as class is over, he's running. He's jetting up out there, bitch. But we see, you know, he got some other bullies that's uh, that's interested in him. He runs into the bathroom, try to hide. And during the same exact time, Robin pulls up. Uh, like I said, Robin, his homeboy, Robin, you know, he's cleaning his hand, bloody. And he was like, man, my hand been bleeding all first period. I mean, teeth were sharp, sharper than I thought, but it's all good. And the hmm. kids kind of like, you know, they kind of kind of waiting. He was like, "No, nah, yeah, hold on. Y'all, you know, if y'all if y'all fuck with him, y'all gotta fuck with me." So the kids, you know, they dip out, you know, within that, you know, within that situation. But while he's here, we have Gwen. Gwen gets called into the to the office. Uh, Gwen, this is when we get introduced to to Gwen's gift. Uh, she has this gift of she can she's she's dreaming mm-hmm. when she's sleeping. She's vividly seeing different stuff that goes on, so she can see. Supposedly, she can see when the grabber is doing stuff, what he's leaving in these spots. What did y'all feel about the? What did y'all think about uh, this scene when Gwen gets interrogated by the officer at school? I first thought uh, Gwen. It's only one Gwen because she's not <laughs> dreaming of herself anywhere else. She's seeing other visions, so she's like um, America Chavez. That's oh, a, look at well, that's wow. a Marvel Doctor Strange. Yeah, thing. look at I'm surprised she acknowledged America. Shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. Am I lying? I mean, Jess hated her that one. I didn't. It was she was just a she was an annoying kid there. Sure. No, uh, no. Was she not annoying? Not to me, but to each his own. Out of here. Anyway, uh Jason, <laughs> I thought this scene was hilarious because we realized Gwen is about that life. Gwen is. Is spicy as hell <laughs> and she out here like y'all two cops get the fuck out my face because she's just looking at him just like not trying to reveal her gift too much because mm-hmm. obviously we realize later in the film 
the reaction she gets when she tells people her gifts. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like, I don't know if it was real or not. And they just like, well, you mentioned that you saw the black balloons. We haven't even said anything about that detail. And you knew about it because she told her friend's sister who brother was snatched up. One of the missing, one of the missing right. kids. One of the missing kids. You know, she went to her. Right. So basically, it's as if Gwen had information that the police hadn't made public, and so she's just like, "Well, what the fuck you thought? I, thought I did? You think I got a connection with somebody? <laughs> like, and y'all law, um, y'all law enforcement, or you think I'm the grabber?" She was just like, "The fuck are y'all talking about?" And they are not even reacting. They just looking at her like, "Damn, we don't have nothing to say." Mm. That girl <laughs> is bitching us in the principal's office. And I think the principal was black. She just like went at it again. Gwen, you got to relax. <laughs> got to relax. Yeah. She seemed kind of wild for somebody that has the type of father that she does. Because normally kids are, if they got like real strict parents, they're not really cussing or nothing in front of it, like authorities or teachers. But yeah. Gwen a thug. That could be her, her way of rebellion, pretty much. She's, you know, restricted at home, so she feels like she could just take it out everywhere. That sounds like people that was locked up uh, when they was in high school and they finally went to college and just turned into Oh, homes. yeah, it did, yeah. It is, that's, a big, that's a big one. That's a big one. Uh, and after we, you know, after we leave the actual scene, uh, we go back to the actual home. Uh, Finn, he... We, like I said, more more development with him. He he's really scary. He's watching the movie. Nothing really scary is happening, but he's trying to again keep from waking his dad. But he falls asleep, wakes up to his sister getting beat by his dad. Uh, the, the police went to her job, you know, talking to him about what she knew, and they were trying to figure out how she knew what she knew. And, you know, she's beating him, and you know, she like you said, Jazz, she a G. Uh, dad is a drunk. She told him, if you keep on touching me, I'm gonna break this bottle. He said, you didn't. <laughs> He definitely broke it. She, she didn't did. even hesitate. <laughs> Yo, she was like, what the fuck you about to do? <laughs> and I like how they showed Finn during that just to see his reaction because he was just like, damn. Yeah, don't do her it. Ass beat again. Yeah. Nah, but even with Gwen, this whole scene, like the way she acted when she was getting beat by her dad, I was just like, yeah, yeah. she's definitely standing out. She was a great actress. She did a really good job. She is. And um, this is not the first time we actually get kind of get introduced, well, introduced to the mother because, we you know, she's not here. We don't know where she is. You know, single dad, it looks like within here, the dad mentions what she also could do. Uh, so it seems as if maybe, you know, this was passed down from the mother to, to Gwen. Uh, then we get the scene of we figure out that, you know, Robin gets kidnapped. Uh, Robin uh, gets kidnapped after school. Uh, people are calling around trying to figure out what's going on. And Finn, you know, he's afraid. He kind of tells his sister, hey, you know, do that thing that you do uh, with the, you know, uh, with your actual dream. But of course, you know, Robin was kind of like a guardian for Finn. So because he's no longer there, um, now the bullies are now just openly jumping Finn. But, you know, again, Jazz, your girl, she she pops up. She ain't she ain't taking no shit. But she, this this, this scene was wild. Yeah, like, what did y'all think about this scene? Just it was what three versus three. Two? It was three. Well, yeah. three on point. She just she just jumped in. She and came up right. with the rock. Yeah. Oh, she fucked him up. Yeah. So this movie was set. I, I believe it was set like in the seventies or something. It was set. You know, the time. Okay. So like you know, we we saw Stranger Things and we talked about. I believe like the bullies, like how they was like way wilder back in the day, like mad violent and everything. So I saw that too. And then even with Gwen, she came up, she grabbed a big old rock and just like busted dude upside his head. 
and then they beating her. I'm just like, it's just mad violent. But yeah, I guess that's what what it was back in the day. I don't know. And the dude, like, kicked her in the face. Yeah, he kicked like, her in the face. the fuck? She bowed out after that. She was like, I ain't getting no more. <laughs> <laughs> she so, saw what she did. <laughs> yeah, she went right up inside the dude. She hit in the head. I was like, all right. <laughs> you got yeah, it. She cried. He was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm done. I'm done with this. You got it. You got it. You got to take your, take your head with like the rest of us. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. So, you know, like I said, after we have, we, um, have this, uh, we go back into the actual school. Uh, Finn... He's interested um, in one of the students. He's kind of scared, kind of nervous to actually speak to her. You know, she actually speaks to him. You know, he's happy. He gets his lab partner, and as he's leaving school, his uh, his his sister note finds out about her. He, you know, she kind of teasing him about what's going on, but she's going a different direction. He's like, "Wait, where are you going?" He's like, "You know, it's it's Friday. I'm going to my homegirl's house." And of course, whenever he it seems like whenever Finn gets left alone, something negative happens or something yeah. bad. You know, he runs into, you know, uh, he runs into the gravel. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I guess maybe, like, these kids are a bit too friendly. Because, like, if I just see a random man pull up yeah. in a van talking about some magic tricks in a situation where you know some kids have been going right. missing, there is no awareness. There's no no paying attention. But, again, that's just how people play onto kids. Yeah, the innocence. Uh, so you know, like I said, so our boy Finn, he get he gets snatched up um, within that. And I, don't, I guess I, I don't know if the, the balloon thing was like a, a thing for the guy. Like he puts balloons in the car, and whenever yeah. he takes it, he just leaves it. Like it's like it's some Ripley type type thing. Like this is. I don't understand how nobody was able to find him because he was snatching up kids a lot. Like this motherfucker <laughs> snatched up like five. So y'all yeah. yeah, mean to six. tell me right? Y'all don't realize, ain't nobody keeping a lookout for a big van? Because it's not, I mean, he wasn't smooth with it, like, at all. Somebody looking at their window, see a kid get snatched up and put in a black van with black balloons. Yeah, That shit is very suspicious. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just, all these, every time I see a movie with these small towns where kids get snatched up, and I just be like, why does this keep happening? Like, do y'all not have good police? Like, it's just have a buddy system. Man, but, you know, back in the day, that's, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, people back in the day, they, that, that, that neighborhood watch thing was a big thing, but I feel like people was pro probably so afraid of what was going on. They stayed out of people's business or stayed out of it, you know, because I, I mean, because when you look at it, you never really seen a lot of people outside. You never really seen, unless they were at an event or like they were doing something that was going on. You never really saw when they was out doing a search when they was looking for the kids, whenever they went missing. Um, and we, we finally get introduced to Ethan Hawke's character as the grabber. Uh, so what did you think about this first interaction? We, you know, we see him, we seen, we see, we seen like a faded picture of him. We seen a glint, like the first one, Bruce got snatched, he was just a man. When Robin got snatched, you seen his clothes. But this time we actually see his face as he's messing with uh, Finn and he talks about doing the magic trick and then he takes him, you know, as he, as he's grabbing Finn, Finn, ha he keeps this little, um, a spaceship that has a, a light on it with him and he's able to, to, to cut him deep enough where he gets cut. And then we get, you know, we, we get introduced to Ethan in the actual basement. What did y'all think about Ethan as the villain in this, in this, uh, this story? Man, Ethan got range. He I, he he came across very like real creepy, but still mysterious in a way. And I like that it was you know stayed that way throughout the whole movie. Um, it, it was just mad creepy. Like I, I 
you know, sometimes like when you get certain people and he, even with the mask that he had on, like even when he kidnapped uh, Finn, he had like some white paint on his face. So I guess that was his whole magician shtick. But like you didn't see like his full face. You can make out what he looked like. But then even when he was in the basement talking to him and just the whole conversation and everything that he was talking about, it was just it, he gave off eerie vibes really well. I, I like the um, I like the tone that he said. And like you said, Jason, they showed um, they didn't give the full um the grabber right away like we got different pieces of him when he was grabbing two kids then when he got Finn we see actually who was actually doing this I thought that was dope yeah I completely agree with you Chris it was like <clears throat> super creepy but then yeah. I also thought with his mask I was just like can you imagine like two years ago walking in a grocery store somebody with a mask on it like that good. yeah good fact I it mean, could happen no, I'm just saying because of COVID and everybody yeah, wearing yeah. masks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were wearing, they were wearing different types of masks. Like, do you yeah. think like if somebody would have walked in the store with that shit on? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people was walking around with screen masks. I know somebody had to. Somebody stop. definitely had a screen. Somebody definitely had a screen mask back in 2020. It's like stop. You think somebody did that before me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like you saw me. Nah, but like, <laughs> but it was it was definitely creepy, and I was just. And, the, and like his tone, how he was talking to Finney, he was just mm -hmm. like, it just seemed so soft and not aggressive, yeah. which made it even more creepier. Yeah. Because normally villains try to have that deep voice. And Finn seemed real cool during this situation. Like, real relaxed. So. And I know Jason always say, you shouldn't panic when you're in situations. But if you wake up in a damn basement like Finn did on a nasty mattress that stink and like somebody pissed on it four times, you're not going to panic. <laughs> Four times is funny. Yeah, it's, it's, nah. wild, it's wild, baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give you visuals so you can see. Like smelling, I'm smelling this basement. Exactly. This so like, definitely in panic mode. Yeah. Nah. I, I, in, being kidnapped. Yeah. I, I don't like being constrained. I mean, he wasn't constrained, but yeah. And I don't. I don't like being constrained. So yeah, that would have freaked me out. You know. And um, within this movie, they did the the because I don't. So it, I, it, I guess you could classify it as horror, but like I get, I get like the suspense thriller type yeah. thing. But then it, it wasn't really, you didn't really get too many. Like I wasn't scared, but it was just like, man, it was a lot of a super tense moments. And then, right. you know, he sleep, he wakes up, you know, he's sitting there, he feel, you know, he gets a feeling of something, and it's, yeah. you know, the grabber behind him, sitting just watching him. He was like, what, what are you doing? You know, I just want to watch you. Just watching you, yeah. And like you like, said, that soft tone voice, like it. You know, we talked about Finn not being scared. That probably was a part of it because he didn't get that, oh, my God, fear. It was just like this creepy dude with a mask got this soft tone voice. So he's sort of putting you, yeah, he's sort of putting you at ease. And then even when he was watching him, he was like, oh, just watching you. I was like, like what is this? Like, what are you doing? It's like, man, weird. Like, but it, yeah, he did a good job. It was just creepy. So you think, so you think Finn was probably calling him a bitch in his mind? Like, why this bitch in here? I didn't first he wasn't. Yeah, he was still scared. Yeah, he was. He was like, "If you just let me out, you can blindfold me, let me out, and I, I won't say, I won't say a word. Just, I just want to leave." Um, and you know, we, he's in the actual heat. So the grabber leaves. He, you know, he actually said he was going to feed him, but not now. He got to do it later. <clears throat> and Finn begins to <laughs> investigate the room. He picks up. He, you know, tries to pick up the phone, but he sees the phone is just there and it's not connected anything but the the phone begins to ring mm -hmm. uh, one of the first people he he speaks to on this phone was it was bruce uh one of the guys one of the i think the guy who he was well he wasn't he was second to last snatch but um 
he actually speaking to him, the baseball, yeah, baseball player. <clears throat> and he, you know, same thing he said when he was on the field, he was actually saying that like the stuff he was saying, he was telling him stuff but at the same time, he was saying stuff that really didn't make sense. And he was right. trying to trying to piece these things together. So uh, so you know, we we see this is somewhat of a gift. Uh, of the two gifts that these kids have, they all have a preference on which one that you would like to have. The dreams. The dreams. Why do you look the, like that? What was the other gift? But well, I, I, I guess he's he, assuming like hearing the dead. Does, does he can he can talk? He's talking to the dead. Like he can. Oh. They're, they're guiding. Like they're guiding him. Unless you feel like it was his conscience. No, Unless I was you, gonna ask y'all what y'all how y'all thought that was happening. Um, mm -hmm. Of how he was able to communicate with them, and yeah. I thought it was something that the grabber said when uh, Finney was telling him, "I'm going to uh, scream for help," or when he was trying to talk, uh, use the phone, and then the grabber just told him, "Like that phone's never worked." And I think he said something about the um, "Damn, I hate, I can't remember what he said," but it's like insulated in that room, which is if someone is screaming, you can't hear anything back. But I wasn't sure if it was like maybe a type of energy that was in that certain area since that's where he killed the kids to where their spirits were still there. So I was going to ask y'all what y'all thought about that. Unless I just went to a totally different... Be, I, no, I, I feel like it can be a little bit of... I feel, like, yeah, I feel like it can be a little bit of both. Um, but for me, I felt like it was a gift. You know, it was, it was a, a part of a gift because remember he said, well, the dad previously when he was talking to the daughter about people telling people what they can hear and see it's not good because he said your mom could hear and see things and that wasn't and, and that ultimately is what you know took her life so you know she can see she he can hear uh within that scenario so i just felt like it was something that she she passed along to him but i also think with finney it was because of who he was and how he was because he everybody that was snatched he, he researched them and like he looked them up he read the newspaper and stuff like that so he knew of these people just enough to know you know of them and like their voices but also it he had a connection to him in some type of way even if it was just from the actual newspaper so i feel like it was a mix of his conscience what he wanted to say how he feel like the person would have felt but what he also knew about them all you know all intertwined into one but you know bruce gives him you know the idea um in there to uh well he's telling him to how to escape and he was telling him you know just dig any actual foundation um, of the ground and we see you know he basically a little baby home alone um inside the actual room as he's he's, he's digging um, and then the mask begins to feed him uh, as he's in the room which i which i have ate ate the food that, it, that was being given to you see it's easy to say no but like he's been i don't know how long he was there but you gotta eat eventually so it's, it's you really don't have a choice if i'm hungry and i'm in somebody's basement where i'm like they probably gonna kill me anyway i don't want to die hungry it's terrible so and then it drains your energy so <clears throat> okay you feed me so i can have some energy to try to scratch you to where it can look suspicious yeah maybe an escape or something yeah, right okay. if i'm sitting there like drained irritated tired and hungry i can't fight nobody off it's gonna be like take me fuck all of this she's <laughs> like you got it champ i can't eat <laughs> right so, and then, like I said, so uh, you know, he he gets another call. Uh, he gets another call on the phone, but this time it's uh, it's Billy. Uh, Billy is calling as he because he sees that the mask or the grabber 
has left the door a little bit, just a little bit ajar. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's he thinking about going up, and he's like, "Hey, don't you do that!" Like you know, it's, he he's up there, he's waiting for you to come up there, you know, just waiting for you to slip. And you know, I guess he just confirms uh, what's going on with it, and he goes up there and he sees he, you know, he's sitting up there, no shirt on in the bed, which, which I would try to make a run for. Well, which I had tried to make a run for. That's tough because, like, I don't know the house. Like, I don't know based where. On the phone, based on the phone call, just based on the phone call you had, he told you don't run. Would you no. have tried? I'm going to trust the kid that died here to for <laughs> me because he might know more information than me that can help me survive. So there's some big, some big super uh, six sense vibes. You know, he right. he's hearing these different voices. The you know the kids that have passed uh, within it. Um, within how, how here. do y'all how do y'all feel about Finney's like his energy right now? He's stuck. He's locked in his basement and got kidnapped, and he's gotten two phone calls. From ghost on a dead phone. Yeah, like, I, mean, I think it's considering considering that he's kidnapped. Any kind, any bit of hope is help right now. So would I'm you, not even. Would you? Ahead. But hold on. So, getting a phone call from ghosts wouldn't make you sit there like I don't went insane. You saying it like, oh, there's some hope right here. So it's that means. Hey, I'm telling with any y'all believe in ghosts. Yeah. But like I feel like if you oh. like if you're not hold on, Chris. I'm sorry to cut you off. Jason, I need you to say your answer out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you have listeners, everyone doesn't watch. I don't know. Okay. All right. Thank thank you, Jason. Because if you was gonna say you believe in ghosts and not dinosaurs, my nigga, we was about to shit this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not fair. That's not fair. I do believe in God, so I know there are some entities I cannot explain. But I don't believe in ghosts. I'm sorry. Okay. Chris, don't, don't try to, I'm not going to try to understand. <laughs> no, you got it, Jason. I, uh, shout out to Thank me. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not going to try to make sense of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like Jason said, I mean, it's tough when you're in a situation like you, you pretty much feel like you're doomed anyway. And it's not like the ghosts were like haunting him or anything like that. They're trying to help him. So at that point, I'm just going to accept the help and ask questions later at that point. If it helps me survive, then you know, I'm off of that. So if Casper rode up on you, you just well, like... Well, Casper's friendly. So, you know, I I, I, you know, I take that. I mean, we just did 13 goals. So in between Casper and the 13, she... <laughs> yeah, give me Casper. <laughs> 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 yeah, nah. hey, no, we, we are doing ghosts a lot. We, ha- we are. That's we are. It's, 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 it's a thing. We're gonna get some slashes in there. We got to. We got to. As long as they ain't scream three, I'm straight. Sorry, that you was unnecessary. What? That was unnecessary. That was very unnecessary. Re- <laughs> what you say, Jason? You right. It does have a ghost, ghost in there. There's some ghosts in there. <laughs> see, I did that. I, see, yeah. We, you didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> but Jason got my back, so it works out. Tag team champions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, within this, we, you know, we go to school. Uh, we at the school with Gwen. Gwen, her vibes are super down because I mean, but she lost her bit. Like that's like her best friend. Her brother's like her best friend. The teacher allows her to go to the to the counseling office, and you know she goes to sleep. And she also dreams about Billy. Uh, she sees Billy. Uh, I believe Billy was the um, was the the, the paper boy because yeah. he didn't want to be uh, caught. Which you know, nice little call out. You know, just did Atlanta, so that's nice to see paper boys back. Uh, so like that, like that. Like that. Uh, we, you know, she gets the actual this vibe, but then she sees her brother trying to escape from whatever house it is. So 
you know, she she's going off her visions and she's just looking. She's, you know, going through the neighborhood. And again, he, like, I don't understand these kids are just out here moving around and grooving. No help, nobody with them trying to figure out, you know, trying to, you know, solve this, solve the case, but also, you know, get her brother. What you got, Jazz? Like, you could say something. Why her dad ain't got her locked in the house? His son already gone. Might be drunk. Too drunk to think about it. This is true. All right. That's all I had. Good yeah. job. Yeah, that's yeah. nice, Chris. Um, within this, we, you know, we see Billy. Um, you know, he he tells him to use a cord, try to you know climb out the actual window if possible, because you know the, the the little bottle begins to spin on the ground and points up. That didn't really seem like a good idea. I don't know what they were trying to get get at, but I, you know, it was a it was a, a guard up against the actual window. Um, so he, you know, he pulled able to pull the guard down, but he wasn't able to get out. Of the actual one that kind of hurts himself. He uh, fucked himself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that fall? Oh my god, man! I don't know he got a concussion after that. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh man, I mean, he, 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 but like, 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 like Robin eventually tells him, you know, you he he can take a punch, he can he can fall, he can get back up, so he he he's okay. He he was okay. Then that's it. You know, Gwen, she, she, you know, like you said, the, the OG, the young, the young OG, uh, she finally steps up, to, steps up to her dad, kind of, you know, opens up to him within that scenario and kind of tells him, you know, well, she asked him before she actually tells him, you know, what if, you know, what I feel or what I think within these scenarios could could actually help us um, within this situation as we get the, the breakdown of what happened to the mom. Um, with you know the mom, she she's committed suicide based on the things that her mind was telling, or you know whatever was talking to her, as well as the visions that she was seeing. What did y'all think about you know this scene of the actual dad, um, the dad and, and Gwen with this this reveal here? I thought it was a very good uh, character switch because mm -hmm. he's now someone that we did not see at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, you know, and him. I'm so glad that he decided to listen to Gwen and be like, yeah. okay, I do want to get uh, Kenny back. Because yeah. if he was to be like, no, you're, because normally when we see films like this to where the child is trying to explain to the adult their visions and what they're seeing, the adult just dusts it off as if it's not anything important. But we got the opposite here, which I definitely appreciated because it helped Gwen because at one point she wasn't seeing any visions. Mm -hmm. So I think it definitely helped out helped out her confidence and them driving through the neighborhoods trying to find Finney. So I definitely uh, enjoyed the scene. Yeah, I agree with uh, Jazz. Like you said, you know, the character switch from what we were first introduced from, from the dad and then seeing this now. And also you think about the dad, I mean, his his side of the story, you know, he's drunk and he's agitating and everything else. You know, the, the, his parents' mom, I mean, you know, what happened to her? So the alcoholism, everything like that. And, you know, he's taking it out on the kids, not justifying it, of course, but you sort of see where he's coming from. And then we get this switch of a more uh, a human, you know, aspect of it. He's, you know, very understanding of his daughter. And, of course, his son is on the line, so he wants to get him back as well. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. That was one of the things that I really um, I liked, that switch over. Yeah, um, we have a change of a little change of pace here. To, you know, we go back to the police. They're searching around, going to the house to house, see if they know anything. And we have a little bit of comic relief. Um, we go to the house. Uh, we have Max. We have Max, <laughs> and he's on the case. He's on the job. He's, he's, he's looking like that. Mean. I, I don't know what what TV show that is. But uh, I can't. But it's like the meme of the the white guy. He got the big chalkboard behind himself, and he's like, "This is the." Uh, 
this is what's going. He he he's on horrible bosses. He's the the one that I know which just, one you're talking about. Oh, from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he got he got the big chalkboard on the wall. He's like, yeah. look, everything is going over here, but it looks like Jazz, you might be known some coke helps. Like this man on coke, he really putting the crime together. Off, first off, first off, right. I know right. I, I you're. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't sit up here and promote coke. So what are you assuming, Jason? That <laughs> just was turned, crazy. And he, just, he did it so smooth, I mean, he did, I mean, he, I mean he, I'm, I'm just, just based on pod, pod episodes, you said it's some classic coke. There's no bleed. There's no nosebleed. I asked you that. I was oh. asking you that information. Go back and listen to it. I said, ain't that right, Jason? Uh, Jason just tried to turn jazz into <laughs> like you, a coke Did head. you see that was like you say that, was, smooth. that was funny. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how narratives are made. That type of shit right there. Jason, you wild for that. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Yeah. Max is go ahead, Jason. I was, I was, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm not alluding or trying to say that you do any drugs of any sort. We know you go back get, and listen wine. to this. Yeah, go back five minutes or actually three, two minutes and see what you just said. Like, <laughs> you definitely just called her a cocaine. That's crazy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, Which man. is crazy. Okay, come on now. You're putting too much sauce on it. I ain't say all that. I, I'm just saying. Cocaine, cocaine, like they have some fun. They, they definitely be at the party jigging. You'll probably find out before me. I've recently seen a man do crack. Like, I don't, you know, like just. How did we get here? Little Rock is crazy. Right. Hey, wow, Little Rock. Rock. <laughs> I don't know what that I was just like, man, I was like, damn, is, is it like shit? If you, if you feel like you need that, brother, go ahead. Like, you you may. Jason, you're not getting up from Louis Cousin, are you? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Snowfall reference. <laughs> Shout out to Snowfall. Shout out to Snowfall, man. Yo, you know, ah, uh, is that go ahead, problematic? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Uh, so hopefully we get to you know episode uh, 18, 19, 20, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but imagine like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's problematic anymore. But like a crackhead reality show. So I all right. So with that, are you just gonna make sure they have access to the crack, or are you just gonna give them enough crack to where they'll be entertaining? I wasn't gonna give them no crack. I was just gonna let them. So do you what just they try do. to have people go through withdrawals. No, I'm just they, they they getting it from somewhere. I'm I'm not gonna be the provider, but they have their crack and then you know just record and watch them every day. Oh, because cra- so crackers are superheroes, so they can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is this is bad. Yeah, why y'all let me go? Call Iron Man a crackhead. But first of all, you, you twisted my words. I didn't call Iron Man a crackhead. Chris. But but if that's what he said, he's not wrong. He redeemed himself. What well, he was sleeping oh. in bushes? It's the truth. So he's a better crackhead. He got rich. better after the crack, I'm assuming. I don't know. Oh, so yeah, all right. Wait, are you talking let's, about let's Tony Stark or Robert Downey? Yeah, no, he, he went to Robert Downey. I was <laughs> oh, on snap. Tony. Oh, oh yikes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Black Phone. <laughs> so Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Who was not on crack. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we don't know. <laughs> man, man. Um, yeah, so you know, we go, going back into the actual story. The actual story we here for. <laughs> um, Finn is still digging. Finn still digging, um, digging an actual hole. He uses the carpet that he was trying to climb out the window with to cover um, the hole. So you know, the grabber doesn't see what's going on in the actual home, and he brings him some. He brings him some more food, and you know, he's trying to, I guess, 
get his confidence within that snow. Not confidence, not the word. He's trying to get on his side. He's trying to get on to Finn's side, I guess. So he, you know, he said, "Hey, tell me your name." You know, he tell him, he tell give him, give him some a BS name, and then he just throws his food in the ground and he throws the paper at him. He's like, "Yeah, that, yeah, this, this is your real name." He's like, "Bro, I, I don't." Would, would y'all have lied about that? I mean, no. I because he has access to find out what it is. Yeah. So why I mean, am I lying? I mean, he can pull it up on social media, but you know, he got a news? newspaper. Like <laughs> they they print that shit out on the daily back then. So I guess all the horror movies that Finn was watching didn't uh, prepare him for that. Yeah, no, nah, he didn't. He, but he wasn't really watching. He wasn't really watching. Remember his dad? He couldn't. They couldn't really afford to go watch him. So he had if it, if it was on TV. That's the only way he was. Right, on yeah. Watching. Right. Man, which. Which I, would that have been wild back then? You said the TV turns off at a certain time. It's just um, that, that little crazy sound when you're watching TV after like a certain. Sh- yeah, 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 back there, back in the day, just the yeah. loud TV. So that, that, that's kind of wild. TV turns off. The t- TV when I was growing up, it was girl going. It was girls going wild at nighttime, and crackheads going wild. Chris, I just thought about that. You did you ever see that crackheads going wild? Oh, that, no. that, that little, so wait, that was time. a show. It was like a movie, like a DVD type thing. They, they were wilding. They were wilding. Actually, no, don't bring it. We don't want to promote drug use. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be cool. It would be interesting to watch, but no, we're not promoting drug use. So we have another, so the phone rings again. Um, we have another another one of the kids are on the phone. I don't, I can't remember his, I don't remember. Griffin, okay, Griffin. Griffin's on the phone. Um, he tells them, you know, you're not playing the game, but you shouldn't play the game because when you play it, this is, you know, he's kind of prolonging his own life by staying in there and pretty much developing himself, you know, within that. I'm, this is me saying that he didn't say it in, in, the, in the movie. I'm just, you know, sitting there. I'm glad sitting you cleared there. that up because I'm just like, uh, me and Jason watched a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the Naughty Boy situation was uh, basically he wants him to leave out and he's going to attack him within that but because Finn has been listening to what I think is intuition um as well as these ghosts are telling him it's kind of like he's just up there just chilling like this nigga he ain't doing what I need him to do I'm trying to get him out get him the fuck out of here he he bs I need a reason or I need to be provoked uh within this situation and the kid tells him you know he had a bike he had a combination lock and he uses that on the actual door now um but I carved my numbers in the wall why the fuck he carved the numbers, but he couldn't he couldn't put dash or indentions in between yeah, that was not helpful at all. Yeah. But I guess if y'all are in the same situation, are you thinking, oh, let me try to set up something for the kid after me after I die? It was <laughs> for me. It was for it was for him, so he wouldn't forget. Well, you talking about for Griffin? Yeah, Griffin was doing it for himself, but it but he was able to pass the information to Finn so he could use it. But I would have like I guess it's a situation where you remember the numbers, but you know how to put them in the combination. So mm. if I give you three, three, four, zero, well, that's probably too high of a number, but you know what the fuck he did in the movie. So, yeah. cause when yeah, he, Finn I mean, said the n- numbers back to him, the way he broke it down, mm-hmm. Griffin was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit. But I kind of, I, I thought this scene was dope because it really, I mean, you see how Finney was able to think fast on his feet mm-hmm. because there's no way if I was in that situation, I would have been like, okay, so what's the order of the numbers for the combination lock as I'm going upstairs trying not to get snatched or to get caught by the person that just kidnapped me? 
So it just his I, that just seemed like I was just like, damn, that was a really good question because you would have got up there, put that in, and you'd be like, oh fuck, let me go back downstairs and call Griffin back, like, <laughs> which obviously is not an option. Yeah, you can't call nobody back. You got to answer when they call him. You got to answer when they call him. But he uh, he goes up. I think he tries it one time. Whatever the first combination didn't work, but the second one did. He he gets out. Uh, had the child, the child. Did y'all feel like, well, I don't think we either one of us felt like it was over. But, but would y'all have handled this differently? When y'all made it out this house, would y'all have handled this differently? What could you do really differently? Knock on somebody's door? Oh. He just ran straight down the street. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so it, yeah, it's hard to think logically when you're in like certain situations because like if you just escape from like some creep's basement, your first instinct is yo, I'm getting fired away as possible. You really don't want to stop. You don't. So, I get that. Um, Bruh. It's, it's tough. Bruh, no, like hide and seek champ. That's me. On God, no, he didn't even like the dude. Like the grabber wasn't on feet chasing him. So like, you you're not kidding. He like, got in his car, which. Jazz. Yeah, nah. Jazz, come on, come on, Jazz. Come on, nah. come on, come with me. That, come with me, he, Jazz. When he um, when he's getting in the car, that takes at least thirty seconds that you got to get yourself a head start. Yeah. But I can understand him not going to the house next door because one, you don't know if it's abandoned or not. Two. You don't know your location, so Two. someone may not even be there. He might be in a uh, um a rural area. Mm -hmm, that's true. So True. my thought process definitely would have been to try to hide. But especially when you realize he's in a car, oh, I could just go to somebody's backyard real quick and do some running there. I, you're not gonna outrun a car, Finny. No. So you gotta find a way to hide from this person. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's tough. And then yeah. you might be a situation where hell, his cousin might live next door that know he got kids in the basement and <laughs> turn your ass yeah. into him. So Could that be, yeah. takes a chainsaw massacre. So. Yeah. Which which was which was actually acknowledged in this actual movie because that's what uh Robin went to go see. Yeah, uh, oh, yes. he, he wanted he wanted to go see it. So shout out Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chris will be watching it here not soon. Not the latest one though. That latest one does not deserve not, a shout not out. Chris, that's that's the one Chris gonna watch <clears throat> soon. Sorry, Wait, is that the one? Man. Hold on, hold on, time out. Is that the one we made a bet back in the uh, bonus episodes? We yeah. did. <clears throat> okay, so we'll we'll we're in October. We'll get you know to whenever uh, and they come next out. month. Oh, next Black Panther. Oh, Black, next, month. next month. You 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 too confident? I ain't watching that movie. Get that. Oh God, you watch. We gonna watch you. Oh God. I got to vote that Chris wins this because I'm not trying to watch Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of sucks that I'm torn between wanting to win and that because I really want Jazz to watch Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> I told you what's gonna happen. She gonna like it, and then she gonna be uh, getting first tickets to Shazam too. She not gonna tell us. Exactly. She ain't gonna tell us about it. You know, eventually she may. She may eventually. Yeah, but Shazam uh, three get announced. Take that shit to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm going to brunch. <laughs> not too many mimosas. Lay off. Just calm down. Forget the whole movie. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> So we got, so we have Gwen. We're going back to Gwen. Gwen is um, throughout the entire situation since the beginning of, since we've met Gwen, uh, she's been praying. She's been praying to God. Uh, doesn't seem as if God is answering the way she wants what they say. You may not call when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. I tell you, he's an on time. Are you looking? Look, come on, Chris. Come I'm on. Let, I'm, I'm letting you, I'm letting you rock, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Pastor. 
They have it's more than one pastor, Jazz. Like you calling Jason pastor? He forgives oh, all. Hell. <laughs> that is kind of wild, actually. The devil is alive. Um. So Gwen is questioning God. Um, God's not bringing the visions that she feels she needs to be able to say or to help. Um, help her brother and this is one of the dopest scenes within the actual movie for me it was the montage between her having her dream as well as Finn is talking to Vance at the same exact time so we get the you know initially we get the scene of Vance calling and like I said this is when I was like they just be spattering just irrelevant crazy nonsense within this situation but we see it's not it's actually it goes into and um before, before he was actually snatched uh, he he was a this, this is this is the bully that she was talking about. Like I see him whoop a couple of people ass. Y'all think I'm gonna be the one that, that can snatch him and get him out the way? You know. Right. When she was cussing out the cops. Yeah, when she was cussing the cops out. You know, he's at the he's at the uh, I guess the corner store, convenience store, playing pinball, which is a horrible horrible arcade game. Y'all be playing them? Y'all go to arcades? How do you diss yes. pinball? Yeah, I look. don't know how you diss pinball. Yeah, like pinball. Pinball that's like saying who does. Yeah, that's like saying who doesn't like Uno. We talk about card games. It's it's pinball or yeah. air hockey. Also I like air. I like air hockey. Pinball. Like I like air hockey. I don't like pinball. <laughs> Jason must be trash at pinball. <laughs> I might be, but I, it's just not. I'm on. It's just not. That's not. No, it's, it's, not my, it's not my game. Sounds but like he will challenging you. <laughs> I don't want to smoke. I can we and we can do some Pac-Man. I, I can do Pac-Man. That's you don't want to smoke a Pac-Man. Kill either. you in Pac-Man. Oh God, y'all will not. Oh, Jason, you, you haven't even played here in Mortal Kombat yet, so you got to chill on all these other games first. Touche. Touche. Y'all remember to... that? Y'all remember that um that tweet where it was a mom was uh beating her son in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> boy was crying. That's Jason. <laughs> Jason no, in adult form? No. Oh, I thought you were just... beating her son. No, I was in saying Mortal was Kombat. you going to. But he said you were going to be beating me and I'm going to be crying and you're going to be the mom. This way oh, I thought was... you said an adult. Oh, okay, I got you, got you. I misunderstood. Got you. Yeah. Then, you, yes. you good? You good? Is the is the drink you need some water? You need some milk? Okay, I'm okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure you're good over there. Go ahead and uh, get you a snot booger real quick, Jason, since that's your vibe in Arkansas. Uh, uh, so like I said, we get the same um advance. Uh, this time Gwen is actually in the dream and she's actually moving around and she she jumps in the car, uh, in the actual police car with Vance. Um, and Vance is telling, he can he, he not Vance, Gwen can hear her brother Finney talking to Vance within that situation. So she, she, so she knows whatever's going on is connected to him as they're actually going to it and she sees the actual address. Um, it's, I feel like it's scratched on his, like did he write it on his arm or did she write it on her arm? He wrote it on the kid's arm that was at the convenience store that fucked up his pinball game. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, shit. I don't know what was going on. So he, you know, he sees that. He goes to the actual house and he points it out. And like I said, she she gets out. Um, she she tries to well tries to search for the actual house, but not to you know not to in the bill uh, for her. And then while we he gets another call, well not not another call, but. Vance um, tells him to empty the freezer out um, of the actual meat and try to get inside of it, which he didn't. I don't feel like he understood what was going on. I didn't understand what was going on was with it, it, but but everything that they, but everything that was telling him, everything comes back up and it, it plays a part uh, within the in the grand scheme of you know everything that was within that situation. Um, 
And then this is when, you know, his guy, Robin, calls. Uh, that was like a little touching scene. Robin, you know, reaches back out. How did y'all feel about Robin uh, reaching back out to him? I was sad that he got snatched up in the yeah. beginning. I was just like, damn, because like you mentioned, um, I think it was you or Chris mentioned earlier, we always refer to these bullies and we don't ever see one that's, you know, on the side of the innocent main character. So, and we realized a lot of the ghosts that Finney was talking to, they never really remembered their names. But Robin was able to remember his name. Robin was able to remember Finney. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if that was because Robin was the latest that was snatched up before Finney. Um, but then Bruce did say the first thing that goes is your name. So I'm curious. Oh, so that makes sense, yeah. Um, but how Robin was able to remember his and like all the movies and stuff that the conversations that they had. But um, now I thought this scene was... Um, I thought it was sweet and I thought it was cool and represented really good friendship because when Finney was talking to him, because he had to use the phone mm -hmm. to defend himself and he was just like, will I ever hear from you again? And then Robin was like, no. I was just like, damn. Yeah. Now he got to get the name Robin tatted on his arm. So. Uh, that's that's an idea, sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it Teddy's name on him? I, I mean, just like it. have like a like a dedication to like his best friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. Oh, I'll honor you in life. So, <laughs> you saved my life, so I'll live. I'll live. A, he might, you know, he might put. You know, put. A, I'm put just. A, so I'm just a like bird, so wait. A robin, like a robin bird. I'm. I probably put like a robin bird or something on my shoulder. So if y'all had a friend that risked their life to save you. He didn't risk his life to. He didn't risk his life to save me. He was already dead. Just in this scenario. Jason. If he came back from the dead to speak to you, to give you guidance and help you so you could survive, you're not gonna get attacked. Dedicated. I would. I would, I would do. I would do something to remember. Uh, to remember him, but I, I would. I would, be I would attacked. I don't have any tats now, so no. Chris, you're not. Not no tat. I also don't have any tattoos. So no. Y'all was telling me what y'all don't have instead of answering my question. I mean, that's my reason for not doing it. I ain't get no tattoo. I mean, if I, if I, I haven't gotten a tat of anything now, I don't know if I'm going to get a tat then. I might put something in my house. Like, I might put a robin up against my wall. That's my protector for some type situation. Yeah, maybe like a robin painting. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So y'all going to get him painted on y'all walls? A bird, bro. A bird. Look at what is Jazz? No. Jazz is a troublemaker. No, but when I said it, it sounded so crazy. Yeah, it's been sounding crazy since you suggested it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something crazy, but see, growth. I didn't even say it. So, I mean, you, you still can. No, I'm not. We won't Pastor, judge you. Relax. We won't judge you. Pass the one, pass the two, relax. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, so, so we, we get, we go back into, um, into the actual house and we see Max. Max is back. Max is again he he feel like he solved this crime. He, like he, he's looking at he look at the play he like wait the only place it could be is you know here. Uh so he he begins to go down into the actual basement. And instead of you know being vigilant trying to trying to be the hero, he wanted to tell him how he figured out how he found him. That coke, that coke done got to him. He get his head busted with an axe. That was, that was a that was a nice kill scene. What what you think, Jazz? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because he was so excited, he found the kid and his brother snatched up. He's like, "You wanna know how I found you?" And Finney is like, 
no, I do not care. I want you to save me. But then the door opens up more and then Max gets a um Max get an axe to the head. Yeah, Max Max get hit in the head with an axe. She she, she tried. It's, it's okay. Fuck you, Chris. No, I'm the best props. That's nah, props. Jason didn't even catch it either. Like, but fuck you, Chris. Anyway. What's it? What's it? Nah. Okay, that's crazy. See but, what happened when you give him props and they nah. Nah. <laughs> that shit that Damn. was fake. He did say them, didn't he? Ooh. But <laughs> what? Anyway, Jason, what'd you think of the death? Um, when he killed them, I I knew it was I, I mean he, it was it was kind of suspected um that it was about to happen soon as he because you know it was the like I said it went like I said it went there were the the elements of horror they had in here like the jump scares they they were affected but then there it was like he pushes the door open and you just see you see his body just that time he he be creeping so you, you're not gonna hear him coming but he was able to come creep and bust his head to the white meat with that axe so yeah that was that was that was that was dope he I like to kill him though he had he had to kill his brother. He was he was talking to Finney like man, I, I had to kill him. But he was an idiot. Like, <laughs> he had to be like that. Chris, would you have swung the axe? Would have what? Swung the axe. If I was who Max? No, the grabber. Yeah, I would have killed. Uh, you have to kill him. <laughs> like yeah, I like the way it. he killed him though, because it was just like. Well, this is a movie. I don't know what movie it is, but it's sort of like after they get stabbed, after they get killed, it, like he sort of walked a little bit more and then fell down. It's was it's it, like was it with an axe? Uh, I don't think it was with an axe, but it just reminded me of, when I saw it. It just reminded me of something. Else. Uh, that reminds me of Scream Four when um Anthony Anderson's character got killed. He got a knife to the forehead. Oh, okay, maybe he was doing, He did the most after he died. He was trying to well, build Anthony, Jada's level from Scream Two. Yeah, no, nah, you got a little. Yeah, he, nah. it wasn't as good. He was doing he he was doing the most when he got stabbed, um, and then we got the we finally have the, the final showdown. But if, um, Jazz, you wanna you wanna take the final showdown between Finney and the Grabber? Seems like all of the information, the tools that Finney got from the ghost, he was able to utilize them and was able to survive. Um, the Grabber came down with his dog. That seems like. They got it from Ramsey's kennel. Um, <laughs> and Finney was just fucking him up. He was remembering everything that Robin told him after the grabber uh, fell into like a um, a trap floor. Mm-hmm. Fucked up his ankles. His ankles are done. And Finney is just going to town uh, beating him in the face. And he's remembering like all of the ghosts that he spoke to because he's not only doing that for him, well, obviously killing the grabber for him, but also all the people, all the kids that the grabber killed as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then he puts the phone up to the grabber's um, ear, and I don't remember what they said. That they was just like they like that's what I was saying. They they were just saying like random stuff when they was talking to him. Right. Only like they were just talking to him, and everything that they said it made it formed a complete sentence. Um, <clears throat> within that, he was like, "Today's your day, motherfucker." You know, like he. Right. It felt like he was talking to Finney, and he's like, looked like he was talking, but he really was, like I said, talking with their last things. So but he, when Jazz, you mentioned earlier, you, you didn't know if it went, went back to something, but he said it used to ring when he was a kid, but it stopped mm-hmm. at some point. So, like, I feel like he, I don't know if he had a gift or if it was a thing of he could, like, if it was just connected at some point, they stayed, they changed every, changed the actual room or whatnot, but he said it used to ring for him too. 
Um, one of the ghosts also said that the grabber hears, hears the phone, but he doesn't. He don't acknowledge it. He doesn't acknowledge it. So I thought that was cool. Chris, what you yeah. think about this kind of violent reverse uh, scene? I like it. I like when the killer. I don't. I don't like when like the. Uh, so when you have the killer and you have the person who was being, you know, tortured or whatever. I don't like where it's sort of like, oh, I'm fighting for my life. Nah, you got to kill this dude. This dude tried to kill you, kidnap you, all that. I like the kill scene. It was dope. It was mad violent, but I was with it. I wasn't. I liked it. Then he choked him up using the phone, which is poetic. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was he. Yeah, he. Yeah, he got him. He snapped his shit. Yeah, he. He He messed him up. He messed him up. And um, the sister, as it's going on, she's still investigating. She's still working out. She finds the house. And they go inside the house, and I'm I'm getting lovely bones vibes at this point. I hated that movie when it actually came out, but I got a lot of super lovely bones. And they went into the house. I'm like, bro, they done killed my but they done killed the man. I'm like, oh my god, he working from the dead at this point now. I thought Penny was working from the dead uh, to to get to get him back oh. in that. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that was that's my mind. I see the little you see the little refrigerator. I'm like, damn. Yeah. He and the he and the, he done got away. He done buried him, but we figured out they in the wrong house, and he he he's able to get out of the house. And we got this this nice nice embrace with him and his sister. And that was just like a super triumphant um, situation when he you know he gets back with his sister, um, and he goes back to school, and everybody is just talking, just bigging him up. Like, well, they not talking to him, you know, the whispers at school, but they just like, bro, he the one that did it, like. I heard he killed him with a phone. I heard he choked him to death. I heard he stabbed him to death. I heard him just all different rumors that's going around, which you know it's a small town, small school, because everybody is talking about it. But you know, he, he finally has the confidence that Robin wanted him to have, and now he has, you know, like he has it and he tells the girl, don't call him Finn no more, call him Finn. So now he 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 big, big, big Finn in yeah. this in this situation. But that was the end of Black Phone. What did y'all was it good though? our main question. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I appreciated the concept of it because it was new. It was different. It was, it was very creative. Yeah. Um, so I definitely appreciated that. I know I had a few. Um, I spoke to y'all and then a few other people was just like, this movie was really good. So I was just like, yeah, let me check it out. Um, prior to us deciding we wanted to review it. Um, yeah, I thought everybody did a great job at this film. Yeah, I enjoyed it, um, especially Gwen. You know, I really enjoy her uh, her role in this movie. Um, I think Ethan Hawke did a great job. We talked about at the beginning of the podcast, Range. Uh, he came across very creepy, that whole, you know, characterization and everything. I thought the supernatural part was interesting, too, like speaking of the dead and everything like that. I wasn't expecting it. I, I only saw the trailer once, and that was a minute ago. So I sort of went into the film blind, but I really liked um, having that aspect. There wasn't something off top. And then, like, even... Uh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast, it wasn't really horror per se, it was more like a thriller, you know, things like that. So I enjoyed the whole, yeah, the atmosphere of everything. Um, you know, it's a timepiece back in the 70s, so we sort of get that too. I enjoyed it a lot. Jason, what yeah. about you? Yeah, I fucked with it. Like, I, I rock with it. It was real. Um, it was different when it came to it. Anything that's going back to like a period piece back in the 70s, 80s, before you have all the technology, yeah. you can do all, you, I mean, you have a, a good, um, a good palette to create, you know, this the, a horror or suspense type of movie because a lot of things are taken away within it, and it, it just stand, it just stand a sense of time when uh, when you when you go into it. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, this couldn't be said now. Find my iPhone would have ended the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you that's if you sharing it, you know, the people I work with, 
a lot of people don't use that feature. Like a lot of people don't, they don't set uh -huh. their stuff prior to so, and they call to try to get it set up. And it's like, you done with at this point is, you know, but yeah, now, nah. um, Lake of Thrones, Lake of Thrones, who y'all, who did you get? Well, before I get, before we get there, any ledges for this movie? Uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's so much of a ledge where I had a big issue with it, but maybe a little bit more backstory on, on the grabber. Uh, but at the same time, I don't like, I like how what we got because it gives him more of a mystery. So, like, he was, you know, mysterious and creepy off top, but then not getting like a motivation for why he was doing all this stuff. I think it fit well. So, if I had one, it would be backstory, but it's not, um, it's not significant enough for me to be like it was an issue. We want you a prequel story. I can see, I mean, a prequel is very possible. You know, I, I would prefer if Ethan Hawk came back for a prequel if they do that. Um, and then maybe get a bit more of a backstory, maybe even something with his parents or, you know, maybe more information on Max and his relationship, something like that. I'd be open for it. I'd definitely watch. What about you, Jazz? you have any legends for this one? It was definitely going to be, what did y'all think his motivation was? But like Chris just mentioned, I don't even know if we even have one, yeah. which is another reason that made this movie so eerie and exactly. um, different because anytime you watch a movie, especially horror and suspense, because how my mindset is set up, I don't get scared on things if I feel like I'm not going to be a victim in that situation. Mm -hmm. So, which is like Chucky, Jason, Michael Myers. I'm not going to no lake. Ain't no white dog going to try to possess my black body. And I don't hang with bitches that got crazy killer brothers. So, like those movies didn't really scare me. Freddy? Oh, he fucked with everybody. So for this particular movie, you did not have a motive. He was just snatching up little boys. And like for no reason at all, I'm just like, what was your purpose of even doing this? So I think that would be dope if we get a prequel. I hope the same people be on it. The producer, director. Oh, yeah, sure. like, I need yeah. the same folks. I don't want the studio just to go, we're going to make a prequel because this movie was successful and not bring in the same people. Like stick with the same folks because I definitely think it has good potential to be a good prequel. <clears throat> it does, man. Ethan Hawke. There's not much more we can say about him. He's been going crazy with movies this year, like yeah. crazy, crazy in TV shows. But Lincoln Thrones. What do, What do you got? What do, who is you guys? It's Lincoln Thrones. Who do you? I'm gonna go first. It? Sorry to cut you off, Jason. I, I rarely go first. Now I was just like, it ain't that many people in here that I know. I was like, let me go first. That so. My Link of Thrones is going to be Max. Max's name is James Ransom. He was in Sinister with Ethan Hawke, yeah. and, which is why I was like, Jason's over here talking about, um, you said the writer of this also did Sinister and the racing uh, Emily Rose? The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Right, yeah. so I was just like, Jason, relax. Stop trying to take <laughs> the facts that I can <laughs> But um, Max, this is like Max and Ethan Hawke well, Max and James were in Sinister together, so yeah. Okay, Jason, who you got? got? Oh, oh, well, good, Jason. I'll go last. I took yours. Um, nah, you took you, you took mine. I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, I'm gonna use <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I'm, gonna use I'm gonna use Jeremy Davies. This is the um the father, um in here. Um, and. I'm gonna use saving private Ryan. Saving private to Ryan. Um, Odie, but goody. He was in there. Corporal up and up and okay. 
Uh, mine is going to be E. Roger Mitchell. Um, he was Detective uh, Wright, Detective Wright, and he was in flight with Denzel Washington. Um, he was pretty, a drunk pilot. Denzel, uh, yeah, Denzel was. What? Oh wait, no, uh, flight. No, not on flight. Not the, not the, not the other guy. He wasn't. No, Denzel. No, no, was. Denzel was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Underrated movie. Super. But, underrated. Yeah, it was a good movie. I like that movie a lot. So. Uh, ho hopefully it's not too much of a like sleeper. I feel like a lot of people may have seen it, but just in case, check it out anyway. Most definitely, most definitely. Jay, you want to close this out? I will. Um, this is our episode seventeen. Mm -hmm. Yes, so we will continue on with our horror movie reviews. We're gonna uh, lighten up the mood on the next couple of episodes for y'all folks that don't like horror movies. Uh, shout out to everybody that follows. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to everybody in our uh, chat community. Love y'all interactions. Y'all be saying some wild stuff. I ain't gonna drop no names this week. But um, <laughs> yeah, just thank you for everybody uh, showing support to the pod, follow, reviewing, and sharing, and all of that. We definitely appreciate it. Um, Jason, you got anything? Um, I don't. Um, just more so doubling it. Well, not more so Dublin, but more of what you said. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Comment on the videos, YouTube, whatever it is. We appreciate the appreciation. Chris? Yeah, I said it perfectly. Um, All the support is much appreciated. Of course, episode 17, we're keeping it going. Uh, Feeling good. Like Jazz said, we'll be back. Uh, Lighten the mood a little bit. We still, you know, doing our little horror October thing, but uh, something nice for y'all, a little throwback. So looking forward to that, of course. Um, as we always said, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. We appreciate it as well. Was it good, though? I'm Chris. We got Jazz, Jason, and we out. Peace.